Welcome to another episode of the No Room for Doubt podcast. I am your host, Kyra Matthews. Hi everyone. So I am going to be doing a deep dive in this session. I've got a really important question and it came from someone who DM'd me on Instagram and they asked me, what, how do I move my business when everything feels so hard? Like I'm not seeing any sales in my business. I feel like I'm doing all the right things and I'm working on it all the time, but I'm just not getting the traction that I want. And I thought it would be really interesting to do a deep dive on this because especially the climate that we're in now, events that have happened over 2020, COVID for a lot of creatives has completely shifted the way in which we work. We already in the UK had a government that really deprioritized creative careers and the creative industries. This podcast is coming at a time after our recent government ministers had encouraged some creatives to retrain in other fields such as technology, science and admin support and all of those kind of things. We are currently in a climate where creatives are having to really question everything I'm seeing a lot of people who are illustrators, create prints, who knit and crochet things and sell them on Etsy. People who are stylists and stylist assistants question whether they are worth putting themselves out there. Thinking in the grand scheme of things, is what I do really important? Should I be really pushing this business right now? Why should people buy from me right now when there is so much going on? And my intention for this episode is to really cut through the noise of all that. There's a lot out there in society suggesting that what we have to offer as creative peoples, as practitioners, as crafts people, as innovators isn't as valuable and I really want to cut through the noise and that to suggest that that isn't actually the case it is simply a sentence that is going around and that people are saying and now in this moment we have the opportunity and I want to extend this to you as almost an invitation to decide if those kind of ways of thinking are what you want to take on and put them in your business or are they things that you want to completely acknowledge, move to the side so you can continue moving forward and build the success that you are actually being called to have. So what I'm going to do in this episode I'm going to go through what it's actually going to take to get your business moving forward right now when everything feels so hard, when it feels like you've tried everything and it's still not working. You're not getting the kind of results you wanted or expected. And I'm going to start from quite a very practical business point of view. And then I'm going to zoom out and explain how this relates to your energetic field and what you are attracting when you feel that your business is hard. Many of you will know that I started my creative career working in fashion styling. So I was assisting amazing stylists, working on projects for global publications and leading creative teams. And it was 
part of my career that I really, really enjoyed. And when you're working in styling, it's really easy to get sucked into the names and how things look on the outside. I would be regularly in touch with the PR teams at Dior and Gucci and Chanel. And I would be requesting all of these samples for actors and award winners and working with all these brands that when you go to the pub and you say them to somebody else they're like wow like how did you how are you able to do that how are you able to work on those kind of projects it's very easy to look like you are on the inside of some exclusive elusive circles in fashion and it is very easy to for that elusivity to be the thing that becomes a driving force in your creative career at the expense of everything else one of the reasons why I left styling is because for me I started to value the vanity of that kind of world way more than what it actually meant for me inside what I'm trying to say here is essentially I created a story about what my career meant and it made it really difficult to look at the facts of what was going on when I was doing that so the story that I created was that I was working with these amazing brands I was working with the head of Days magazine I was working with Paul Smith with um, ES magazine but the facts of my reality was that I wasn't really enjoying how much I was getting paid. The numbers weren't reflected in the story that I was creating. And it made it difficult to change those numbers and change how much I was being paid because I was so invested in the story that I had. So some of the stories I would tell myself was, this is an amazing project. I'm working with amazing people. I should be grateful because I get to do this at all. Some people work and they don't enjoy what they're getting paid. I should be grateful that I'm even here in the room. I should just take this job or I should say yes to this because I don't know when the next opportunity is coming. And when you have stories like that, it makes it very difficult to negotiate any of the terms that you want, any sort of raises or increases in the rate that you want, because you're so caught up in the story. The reason why I'm sharing this is because I see this with a lot of product-based businesses online. What happens is, let's take for instance, you crochet products and you love crochet and crochet started as a hobby it just started as something that you was doing at home and it turns out that you loved it you then take it online and like you get loads of likes and comments and people really like it and you decide that you're going to turn that into a business there is a transition that happens when you take something that was personal and private to you and you make it public on the marketplace you take something that started off to be about you, about your passion and your love for something, and it moves into a marketplace where your passion and your love for something becomes actually deprioritized and other people have their own opinions, have their own views on things. Are they invested enough to buy? All of that sort of stuff comes up. And in the midst of having this transition from having something that was really personal and private to you to taking it on Instagram, making it into a business, making it public, there are stories that start to form. 
And depending on the story that you are forming, you can become more invested in your story than the actual facts of your business. Some of the things that I see with some of the clients that I work on is they get really attached and invested in getting likes on their Instagram posts, in getting followers, in these numbers that we are exposed to every day that we are exposed to when we are showing up on Instagram or using Instagram as part of our business but don't actually mean anything at all about the growth of the business and they certainly aren't a clear representation of your success or of your happiness as a creative business owner. Now the problem really becomes is when you take this thing that was so personal to you and you put it online but you haven't actually done the work to do that transition smoothly, to do that in a way that aligns with your desire, your goals, your purpose and the action that you're taking is you run the risk of creating stories that do not serve you. Essentially as a creative you have a glorious magical imagination that has the potential to transform your life financially emotionally and in all ways really however you run the risk of using your imagination against yourself you start to create stories about the lack of success you're seeing So you start to say, well, people aren't buying my product because maybe it's not good enough. What I'm doing is not enough. Maybe I'm not enough. I mean, I'm selling crochet products in a time during COVID. What has this got to do with anything? I guess what they said was right. I should have just become a doctor. I should have become a lawyer or a nurse. You start to create these stories about your worth. Well, I was never really good at selling. Well, I didn't really like being a center of attention. I'm not as pretty as that person. They can go live and go on Instagram stories and talk to camera because they're really pretty. They're really young. They're really gorgeous. They're great. I do not look like that at all. I don't look like a business owner. I mean, who am I to charge that for my products? And some of these sentences or stories that you create around your business... They will present themselves to you in your brain as just the facts of reality. Like, yes, you have to have 10 years of experience in your industry before you can raise your prices or before you can increase your rates. However, that is never, ever true. The laws of the universe, the universal laws state that whatever you think often enough becomes a belief. Your life is always going to fit what you believe to be true about the world. So what happens is you end up saying these unproductive stories about yourself and about your business over and over again. And your brain continues to find and attract evidence of why that negative story is true for you. What then happens is that you try to move your business forward and try to then create success whilst navigating the negative story that you have of your business and whilst ignoring the facts of what is actually going on in your business and how it feels to be you in your business. So what to do if this is you? This is for if you are a a stylist or a photographer or if you are selling prints or crochet products online. No matter what kind of creative you are, 
take the time to do this you first need to do what you need to do is separate the facts of what is going on for you in your business from the stories you are creating and what I would literally do is I'll get a piece of paper draw a line through a middle one side of the facts one side of the story how you're going to do this is everything you write down on the piece of paper what is the thing that you're thinking about your business and you're, you're then going to ask yourself, what evidence do I have to support that that is actually true? That I can actually find tangible evidence. So you might go to your business bank account and see zero. You might think you've had zero sales. You write that on the fact side. That is a fact of your business that you've had zero sales. A sentence in your brain that sounds like, I don't have enough experience in fashion or I don't have enough experience doing this creative thing. I'm new to this industry, so I have to charge less. That is not a fact. That goes on the story side. There is no evidence or data to suggest that because you're new, you have to charge less. You need to understand that that is a cultural story, that if you hold on to that, it actually works against you. You would never hear of a lawyer starting their practice saying, well, I'm new to the industry, so I have to charge less. And perhaps you can find other examples of how the story you're telling yourself may not actually be true. The thing is, is that we live in a society, if you're based in the UK, which really deprioritize the importance of creatives, the importance of creative work, of building furniture, of graphic design, of fashion designers, which means that you cannot be deprioritizing or devaluing your work yourself in your own business. Whether you've had three months doing what you're doing or 10 years doing what you're doing, you get to decide if that extra information is going to come, is going to show up and relate to what you're charging on your rates or how you're setting your prices. But you need to know that that is a story that you are creating. And it's a story that you can use against yourself to beat yourself up. Or it's a story that your imagination in the same way can use to serve as something that actually moves you forward. So you can start getting the kind of results and kind of facts that you actually want to be having in your business. Let's look at another example. I don't have the time that it takes to work on my business. You might be looking at your life and be thinking it's a fact. You might have children. You might be working full time. You might have a day job, a part time job. You may have other commitments which take up a large proportion of your time. However, if I was to ask you, well, where is the evidence that you don't have time to work on your business and you totaled up all the time that you spend doing on other things, you will find that there will be time. And just to expand on this, because I know that this might ruffle a few feathers if you're thinking, but I don't have time. I would then ask, well, how much time do you think you actually need to be spending on your business to see the results that you want? 
see the thing is is that when you're working on your business and you are doing things that look nice like building up your followers like getting loads of likes on instagram going for all of those things that in order to prove yourself to others you will need a lot of time to be able to do that and start seeing results that you want in your business however if you actually want to be starting to have a business growth and I mean sales sign your first styling client sell more of your crochet products or your prints or your dresses that actually doesn't take a lot of time it doesn't take a lot of time to go out online introduce yourself to people and get yourself in front of the customers that you really want to connect with you could have more results more success spending 15 minutes a day connecting with people online than spending eight hours hiding, working on your website, uh, changing your Instagram bio, changing your Instagram highlights, where that doesn't actually lead to a direct result in your business. When you're working on pretty things, you will need lots of time when you are going out and deciding to connect with your actual customers, being where they are, you could do that in, a, in as little as 15 minutes a day. So again, the facts of your life may be that you have a full-time day job, that you uh, have to commit to other things. But it is also a fact that you could chop the fat off all the other tasks that don't actually need to be done, that don't actually move you forward, and really focus on those tasks that you know bring in income, bring in clients, or spread the word about who you are and what you have to offer the world. And when you finally create a list of all the facts and all the stories that you've created around those facts, you then have to think about a film that I bring up very often. <laughs> and it's Will Smith The Pursuit of Happiness I don't necessarily enjoy watching it but I think it's a really good example of what I want to explain here in The Pursuit of Happiness we see Will Smith really down on his luck I mean there's a period in that film where him and his son are sleeping in a public bathroom because he is so broke things just aren't working out for him the film ends with him triumphing in the end that all of the sacrifices all of his belief everything that he thought would happen it all happens in the end with incredible resilience with patience with just blind determination to achieve the kind of life that he wanted it all works out in the end and what i say to people is that that film doesn't start with Will Smith having the business or having the success that he wants. It starts with him having facts of his life that he doesn't like. A fact of his life is that he's temporarily homeless. A fact of his life is that his, his partner leaves him. A fact of his life is that he has a child to provide for. A fact of his life is that he's continually being told no over again and again and again. You get to decide if you're going to let those rejections be the thing that stops you. You get to decide if those facts mean anything about your future success or about your greater potential. I often encourage my clients to examine the way that society suggests Oh, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe I can do it when I see it. 
I want you to find a movie or a story that you've heard where that has ever happened. When you think about the stories that we really love in our culture, where the hero believes in something greater than they are, even though that they don't have evidence, even though there are naysayers and people saying that could never happen, you could never do that. Who are you to do that? But we love those stories because we see ourselves as that hero. We see ourselves as being courageous and brave enough to go after something, to put it all on the line, even when there's just a small chance that it could work out. It could all swing in our favor. Those are the stories that we love because we know that those are the moments, the true defining moments that shape our lives and our creative careers. It is never the words that someone says to you on Instagram. It is there never the fact that you started from zero that will shape you and define your legacy here on earth. It is always the unwavering belief that you have that will define you. And instead of having approach of, I'll believe it when, you, when I see it. Can you, in this moment, 2020, adopt the way of life? where you know that in order to manifest and attract sales, new clients, new opportunities, that you adopt a believing is seeing approach. When you believe in your success more than you believe in the facts of your life or the negative stories that you're telling yourself about your business, that is when you've won the game. In order to manifest anything, good or bad, your thoughts have to reach a tipping point. And when I say tipping point, what I mean is you have to have more positive thoughts about something than negative thoughts if you want to attract a positive thing. How hard can you believe in what you want and how long can you keep that up so you can reach a tipping point and start to attract the things that you actually want to be receiving? And there are a lot of stories going on around that you can tap into and you can say yes to. You can go on the news, BBC news. You can go have a look in America, what's going on in the election. And you can buy into all of those stories. But notice how you may be buying into fear and into all the bad things in the world more than you're buying into the, your own story of success. And if you're thinking... What if I've tried everything and things are really not working? You need to look at the sentences that you're saying to yourself. You will attract into your life the sentences that you're saying in your brain. So are the sentences that you have about yourself, are they things that are going to propel you forward or actually talk you just right out of the game? The thing that you desire hasn't been given to you by accident. There's some reason why you desire to have the success, whether that be money, acclaim, acceptance from the, an industry. My perspective is that all of our, des our desires are divine gifts from a higher power, a higher intelligence. If you want to use the word God, the universe, source, energy. It is that same energy, that same magical force that has given you this desire 
that has put water in the seas and birds on the trees. It is that same force that will bring to you the manifestation of what you want. But it cannot do it if you get in the way because you don't believe that it's possible. Because you are believing in stories where your imagination is working against yourself. You have the opportunity to make this moment mean that you are just a hero in the making. If you are wanting to create unstoppable success, if you are wanting for the last three months of your business to give it your all, to go again regardless of what has happened in the, in the past few months for you, one, look at all the stories that you're telling yourself about your business and about your ability to have or create success. Two, write down the facts of the situation. What is really true? What is really going on? And three, decide what you're going to make those facts mean. Decide which stories you're going to let go of and decide what is the real story of your life right now. Now, if you love this episode, make sure you take a screenshot, share it and tag me and let me know what your biggest takeaway is. You can find me on Instagram at Kyra the Bold and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Oh,